0: mother says he was a normal happy boy until he became obsessed with black metal music. Rock and <laughs> Sounds like Christian Rick. Heavy metal music groups promote satanic worship. They're anti-peace and anti-life. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Metal Face Podcast. A podcast where each week we discuss free metal albums. My name is Ben and joining me as always, I have Tom. Tom, say hello. Hello, Ben. And of course I have Josh. Josh, say hello. Hello, Ben. Hello, Tom. Hello. How are we doing, Josh? Yeah, not bad. How are you? Good mate, good. Good. We're all good. Anyone feeling good. a bit warm today? It's mm. bloody
1: toasty as fuck, mate.
0: Yeah, we're going to complain. Is it warm in like Bristol as well? All summer. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: it's it's Thick again it's a bit cooler here today actually it's gonna apparently it's gonna rain all weekend the next to see
0: so. oh a great time for me to be coming to see you Ben josh yeah i i i, I planned that just especially for you yeah if we can walk <laughs> through the rain together <laughs> call my friend in my office i said can you make it rain can you make it rain <laughs> <laughs> I, thought it gonna, I thought it was gonna give me money it turns out it was a meteor Meteorological. what i can't say that word it was purely <laughs> a meteorologist. Me- oh, shit you got, <laughs> you got it you got it big words <laughs> stick to our stick to our lane small words <laughs> small words small words speaking of small words what are we listening to this week Ben? oh yeah so this week we will be covering winter sun with their album time one big business here come the waterworks oh yeah and a little known artist called Dio Holy, Dive album, Holy Diver.
1: Very nice. very nice. Mm. I've not heard of that before. Well, that's because you have shit
0: taste. Wow. <laughs> Straight in there. No hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> just killed the guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's so he's oh. dead. Oh my god. <laughs> I'll just fucking
2: catch you guys later. It's been fun. It's been fun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: sorry Josh, I actually, I don't actually think you have shit taste
2: Oh, thank you I mean you do, but thank you for pretending you don't He cares enough to lie so.
1: <laughs> 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 I care enough to pretend, isn't that what matters? Yeah, you're the thought yeah. The counts yeah. So Ben, you're going down to visit Josh in Exeter
0: Yeah, I haven't been to Exeter in fucking ages so mm-hmm. i'm excited to see the old the old town
2: the old stomping ground yeah.
0: it's changed a lot since you were last here no
2: no change there's a is german yeah there's a german Donner That's restaurant german. <laughs> there is a single german no um yeah it's cool there's loads of like new bars and stuff it's it's it's, mm. it's got a bit it's 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 definitely got more stuff going on than when we were little baby <laughs> undergrads oh, God.
1: that seems very likely it couldn't have got any worse <laughs> oh come on it was alright. Yeah, but actually, to be honest, it was, right. it was kind of good living in Exeter because because it was small and because there were so few people. I always felt like I knew what was going on. Yeah. In London... I have no fucking clue what's happening at any given moment, even yeah. if I'm there.
2: That's one thing I've definitely found. When we were in the scene, as it were, when we went to Metal Gigs all the time in Exeter, like, you knew everyone, you, you saw the same guys yeah. there each week, and yeah. it felt much more cohesive. When I'm in London, it's different people each time, which is cool, but on the other hand, it's harder to have, like, a community.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. That is very true. Yeah. So Ben's going to go back and rebuild the uh, the Metal community from the ground up. From the yep. ground up. Yep. I assume you're going to have some drinks.
0: Well, no. 10am. Usually... I'll be driving. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, I know. I know. Well, this is a little. Way. This is a little tester. I'm gonna see if Josh's claims are true, and if so, then go back and <laughs> stake at a hotel and can, get, get raped. No one drink, though. Oh, my God.
2: I'll have a Shandy, please. You could have one drink. I love I'm not going to bully you drink. into drinking. That would be immoral. But would there you? is... <laughs> Tom, you like this. There's a really nice new um, micro beer brew pub place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Ooh. right on the quay. It's got a Ooh. mobile pizza van. Hey. Mobile pizza. It's funny, actually, because I don't know if you guys remember, but, like, in, in, in the extra bars, there's always either students or, like, kind of, like, older older people, you know? Oh, yes. perverts. yeah. But... <laughs> when you go into this place in the beer garden yeah it's literally just like i don't know where they came from but it's all like late 20s early 30s, early 30s hipsters what well, they, they yeah like know I, one that <laughs> age lives in Exeter. I know i thought it was like i thought there was a gap in that market but i went there and they're yeah. literally all like they all look like they work like in data science or like advertising and they've got like mm. weird haircuts and like they're all like ridiculously good looking we have a different looking. idea of trendy <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean though
0: Like,
1: <laughs> although hang on I work in advertising I'm trendy yeah exactly yeah I'm very trendy
0: yeah and Josh works in data science so really you should both go there <laughs> oh yeah not like yeah. me I'm a super cool civil servant oh yeah. yeah I mean I'm a civil
2: servant too I think technically
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm
2: not sure <laughs> no one seems to know they ask me quite I lot a lot I'm a servant to no man no gods no masters that's my well, credo well exactly yeah is why I work for the government <laughs> that's the fucking dream
1: <laughs> so i went out last night to a german place actually oh yeah, oh, yeah. called the munich cricket club in uh, west india key very nice place very nice you can get a uh, is that like a? it's not a cricket club that's just what it's called it's basically like a sort of bavarian bar kind of thing and um they sell steins and everything for like oh. 10 11 pounds or nice. whatever like it's like hard to lift when i my <laughs> brother's birthday you see and um yeah i ordered uh <laughs> I went to order a meal, right? And they had uh, goulash with spätzle, which is something I've wanted to eat for ages. But for some reason, in the spur of the moment, I decided to get pork knuckle instead. Mm. Which is what I can only describe as a football-sized piece of meat (laughs) on a bed of sauerkraut. And to lighten it up a little bit, because that's already quite a lot. a massive potato dumplings the size of tennis balls. Fucking hell. I even pulled this bone out and gave it to a dog which I thought might reduce the amount I had to eat but I I couldn't even finish it it was it was dense it was rich as hell
0: Jesus Christ And then I
1: drank um I think a total of I had about 3 or 4 steins which is adding up to between 6 and 8 pints I don't remember cycling home at all
0: You cycled home like that in that condition <laughs> Yeah
1: well I cycled there, so I had to, see, didn't I?
0: I suppose the amount of pork inside you, you might have bounced if you fell off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I oh, know. I can't go very fast with that amount of food. <laughs> what part true. of the animal is the knuckle? Is it like a it's not a trotter, is it? I don't really know, but I think it's the knee. It's not oh, that makes sense. Lovely bit of knee. I believe this isn't the first Central European pork based mishap you've been privy to. <laughs> No oh. the
1: funny thing is is I was looking at pork knuckle on the menu and I was thinking do you remember that time in Prague when Josh ordered pork neck and it was literally Again, a, a size of a piece of meat about the size of a football. And what did it have with it? I think it literally just had... I think mustard, it had potato dumplings. Mayonnaise. Did it really? It had
2: something. It had some kind of carb with it. Good yeah.
1: God. I don't know how these people manage it. And why didn't I just get the schmetzler or the schnitzel? You know, that's so much nicer. You live me alone. Yeah, I'm not ordering that again. I love
2: German food. I think it's
1: really underrated. I really mm.
2: like it. Is there
0: much yeah. of a vegetarian German food? Well, that's the
1: thing. I was like, hey... We should all go here when you guys go up to London. And I was looking at the menu and I was like, yeah, this is just all like beef. Mm. (laughs) Well, Tom. Beef and meat, beef and pork.
2: You're in luck because there is a place near my parents in Richmond called Stein's. Uh! on the river. I love a good style. Bavarian restaurant. They do vegan bratwurst. Oh, no way. Castle's wow. a good bratwurst.
1: Bratwurst, yeah. It's good. Mm. Lots of meat too as well, so you'll be happy. They got it locked in, man, the Germans. They know what they're doing.
2: Yeah, and you've been to that place. <laughs> it's not there anymore. Have you been to, to Hermann's the German?
1: Oh, in, um... <laughs> In Bristol. Oh, was one in Bristol? Uh, maybe. I don't know. There oh, was a German place. I can only assume that's what it was called.
2: Herman's <laughs> <laughs> a German is a takeaway breakfast place that was in Charing Cross. It's closed now. But the last time I was there, completely wasted. Some like homeless guy outside was like, would you give me a quid? And I was like, I haven't got any money, but I'll buy you dinner. And
0: yeah. Ooh, we went wow. in. And I was just talking completely rubbish at him for about 10 minutes until the food arrived. Please tell me, like, before the food arrived, he was like, it's not worth it. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I think he was regretting his decision to let me buy him food. He was like,
2: what is this idiot talking (laughs) about? Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Um, but yeah, I can just
0: imagine the conversation. The 22nd most popular music commentary podcast in Norway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this number keeps changing.
0: <laughs> it does, yeah.
1: It's getting higher. The Ooh. most popular... Co- podcast in norway
0: <laughs> of any genre ever no one's checking the stats we don't even know how to
2: <laughs> no exactly yeah yeah the most popular podcast in norway as certified with metal face podcast yeah. Rating we <laughs> <laughs> well josh do you remember when
1: we went to um brew dog recently oh yeah and we got those uh what was it cauliflower chicken wings or something like that oh and they were
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> the vinegar <system.
1: milligan laughs> wings <laughs> it was i don't know what they because i think It had like sweet and sour sauce in it, right? And I believe that the sour element is vinegar.
2: I I think no, I I don't think the sweet and sour. It was it was was, like hotling sauce, wasn't it? Mm, It It's Like American Frank's it is. Well, there was a lot. (laughs) There was so much vinegar in it that they we ordered it
1: on great recommendations from many people. And what they delivered to the table was essentially a sort of high grade chemical weapon. (laughs) It was like you couldn't even breathe in the smell. It would literally make you like.
2: (laughs) It it was like it was like horseradish. It really was like right in the face. It was like being choked out. <laughs> it was not pleasant. Yeah, pepper
1: spray is what it was. Like,
2: even if you're into that kind of thing, it's not nice. Yeah, ooh, kinky. What, being pepper sprayed? No one's into being pepper sprayed. I'm sure for someone someone's into being pepper sprayed.
1: Uh, someone. Uh, telling
2: me, is. Of, the, of the 8 billion people on this planet, no one's into it. Someone. Someone is. Someone is. Josh, let's, uh,
1: you know, pull that up, Josh. <laughs> you pull that up. <laughs> I bet that is actually a uh. thing, you
2: know. Should I Google pepper spray fetish?
1: Yeah, yeah, just red-eyed girls, with runny noses. Ooh, ugh, I'm not googling that.
2: Oh, you put me off now. I thought it was gonna be funny. That's kind what, of... What, you're just... not
1: looking it up. <sighs> I
2: don't want to ask me my likes. That's grim.
1: Okay, first, first, <laughs> uh, first result is Reddit. How do you feel about someone with a fetish of getting pepper sprayed?
2: Top comment. Differently, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite an impractical fetish because pepper spray it can it can like blow back in your face if there's wind or if something like this. You know, it seems like quite dangerous. Like you mm-hmm. can't how pe- windy is it going to be anywhere? If someone's well, having I, sex? "I don't know," but like if, if you if, someone, if someone's like, "Oh, pepper spray me," and you do and you fuck it up, your pepper spray yourself, and then that's not hot.
1: Very difficult to just pepper spray one person, is
2: it? I guess yeah. The, it, it stays in the it it disperses quite.
0: Oh yeah, radically yeah. In the air, you know. So, which one of you two has the fetish for being pepper sprayed? Because you seem to know a lot about this.
2: <laughs> well, uh, it's actually it's, it's, uh, not, not me. No,
0: no, no, no. no. Yeah. Just your eyes are looking a little bit red today. But Tom's I looking a lot redder. Better, so Josh, were you downwind? Is that I've been out in the sun. Is that why your shirt looks? Look at this tan line. There's none there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But imagine there's
1: one mm. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To prove my innocence. Yeah, to
0: the listeners who currently can't see Tom's tan line, neither can we.
1: <laughs> it's like, you know, I look at my skin and I'm like, God, I'm pale. And mm. I turn my watch off and I'm like basically translucent. I, I don't have see a my tan actual line. bones. Like I jellyfish. have a line on my arm where the freckles stop.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Speaking of getting sunburned. By the sun. Let's listen to Winter <laughs> Sun. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh you
1: got me. What a corker.
2: Winter Sun are a Finnish heavy metal band formed as a solo project of ex Ensiferum guitarist and I'm very sorry. Oh really? Harry Main mm. <laughs> Sure. I mean, pa. Men, men pa. Time One yeah. is their... Are you sure second... it's Time One and not Time I? Yeah, I'm sure it's Time One, not Time I. Time I. Time I is their f- second studio album, <laughs> released in 2012. Having started production... 2012! <laughs> <laughs> that's when Time Two's coming out. Time One started production in 2006, was delayed <sighs> indefinitely in 2009, and finally came out in 2012. Okay. We oh. await, with bated breath, Time Two. I remember... Back in my student days, one of my housemates telling me in depth about the epic saga of Time 2 being produced, involving all sorts of kind of crazy things, budget being misspent. I don't know how true any of that is, but it made a really great story. Anyway, these guys are a really big one for me. Sons of Winter and Stars is just a great track. It sits on this album, and it's probably like the best fancy escapism song I can think of. Kind of like mm. how I view Nightwish in a lot of ways, but really mm. heavier. And faster, and even you know, a bit harder at its core. Maybe a bit evil sounding, almost. You know, yeah. Somewhere between them and maybe Dimmu and they really carve out a niche, in my opinion. And they've really nailed a specific vibe. And I don't know these guys, for me, are just like they're a really feel-good band. They really, they're they're really kind of uplifting and and, and quite nice sounding. And you know, if you ever want some relaxing, fancy escapism, these are who I go to. So yeah. I know you guys don't necessarily like <laughs> that as much as I do. Or not that you don't like it, it's just, you know, I know it's very kind of, like, I I sit happily in my fantasy soundscape and never engage the real world. Mm -hmm. So, Tom, what do you think? Well, Josh, I'm seeing a theme in a
1: lot of your choices, you know. (laughs) You're picking up on this. It's easy to compare this to Nightwish for a whole bunch of reasons. Very Mm -hmm. symphonic and stuff, right? Yeah. But then there's also a bit of, like, Demi Borgia in there. Uh, I don't think it's, like, influenced by them necessarily, but, like, there's Mm -hmm. a bit of, like, black metal, there's kind of raspy vocals. There's some heavier moments and stuff. It's pushing on that edge as well. Absolutely. And you know who else it reminded me of? Ownerism.
0: Ownerism, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can also see that.
1: wrote like a five song album where half of it is just um, the sort of uh, Skyrim's M-Zimmer's music
2: soundtrack to Kung Fu Panda. I, I, is- I do think maybe I should just be an orchestral musician, you know. I think I'd be, I'd be <laughs> happy to listen to soundscapes <laughs> and some mm. violins. Oh.
1: Yeah, no, I, I really. Um, it took me a little while to get into it, and I'm still not totally sold on all the hype, but. This is a good album. I, yeah. I, I definitely think that um, there was enough savageness in there to like carry off the kind of um, the orchestral stuff without it being. I was worried it was going to be a bit soft, basically. But actually, there's quite a lot of battley, metaly sort of vibes. Enterphern was a band that it reminded me of the most. Oh, really? I didn't realize that they were involved in the creation of it. But that makes perfect sense. It's like rather than it all being like really symphonic and clean, there is something that's a little bit like.
2: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's got a bit of a... not dirty, but it's got a bit of a kind of I don't know, bit like pebbles dashed across the snow kind of vibe, hasn't it? Like a bit of mud mixed in with the ice.
1: Something a little rough about it in places, which I really like, you know. Reminded me of Airstorm actually in that regard, of like, very well produced, really nice sound, but still still achieving a bit of like roughness around the edges.
2: One thing this really, I don't know why, this band always reminds me of and this is a really weird comparison, so bear with me. Have you guys read the Northern Lights book? You know, yes. The, yeah. You know when they're in Svalbard and there's all the giant bears with the armor and Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that whole like epic northern Arctic fantasy vibe yeah. just hits mm-hmm. me with this. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it's that kind of thing. Ben. Yeah. What did you think?
0: I did like it. <laughs> <laughs> is this revenge um, for soan no, it's it's totally not because, and I didn't. I actually was like, I gotta like this a bit more so that it doesn't come off as revenge for someone. <laughs> no, I did, I did like it. There were some really good bits on it. Sons of Winter and Stars is a really good song. Mm. I did really like that, but beyond that, I kind of didn't like the rest of it very much. It just, I think, it was a weird like rhythm to the album. I felt like where. Sons of Winter and Stars was like 13 minutes long, right? And mm-hmm. I thought that could have been split into like three really good tracks because they were quite distinct parts in it. And I yeah. feel like if they'd done that, they could have had a bit more like variety in the tracks. Yeah. And then like some of the later tracks, I just didn't, I don't know, what was it? Um, Land of Sorrow of
2: and Snow. Land of and Snow and Sorrow. Sorrow. Easy mistake to, to make.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Land of Snow and Sorrow. Yeah, I thought that was a good show of like, if they had broken up the tracks a bit, they could have had a bit more like variety in it. Um, mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. track again was like eight minutes and I was like, oh, okay, I could. And this is coming from, me, I mean, I, I like Tool, who have like nine minute songs, so like I totally understand. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. just it's, it's kind of like not my um like genre, I guess. So yeah. I was kind of like, oh, I'm ready to like hear the next song kind of thing. But mm. in a rare move for me, I did um do some further listening and um oh. I listened to the album Winter Sun by Winter Sun. Oh, yeah, that, oh, yeah. That, that like perfectly addressed my issues with the album and I actually really, really liked that album. (laughs) So I actually have like awkwardly listened to that album more this week than this album.
2: (laughs) That's really interesting. I definitely
1: have gotten a taste for this band if you know what I mean. Like Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I could really go and listen to some of their other stuff and probably really enjoy it. Yeah. I kind of for me, like my opinion of it is slightly, well, I would say heavily influenced rather by. I remember when this album came out yeah, really? and how much hype there was around it, yeah. and how like everyone I knew was just suddenly absolutely loving it. And I must have listened to it then, but it clearly didn't stick with me. I still slightly have the feeling of it, it falls slightly flatter than I sort of expect it to
0: yeah i agree
1: equally i kept being really impressed by how good so much of it was and how they were bringing in like black metal and stuff which i kind of i wasn't expecting it to be so like there's like black metal in there it's kind of a much rougher yeah. vocal performance, so I was imagining. There's yeah. points where, I like, compare it to Ailstorm, it almost sounds like piratical, if you know Yeah,
0: I mean. yeah, yeah, vocals... yeah, it's quite jaunty in a way, isn't it, yeah. sometimes? And yeah. the, the, the yeah, more yeah. I, I found that the more I listened to it, the more I did end up liking it. Because mm. at first, I did find it kind of fell a bit flat. And I was trying to work out how there was so much going on, but it wasn't like grabbing me. But then, yeah. exactly like you, Tom, as I listened to it more and paid more attention to it, I started to pick out different bits mm-hmm. I did start liking it more and more And I think it's just like purely an element Of the fact that something like Dimmu Borgir Is more like up my street You know I like yeah. you know, the sort of like dark demony kind of stuff So that like grabs me straight away So I'm like immediately grabbed on my like lizard brain And then I can yeah. start to analyse it Sort of naturally Whereas yeah. this it just doesn't immediately get It's like hooks into me you know Well this I think fundamentally is power metal
2: isn't it You know it, it's, it's power yeah. metal with an edge But it's still Mm. Power metal. Uh, to me, it sounds very
1: finished. the symphonic stuff, the black metal yeah. stuff. Like, it's almost, not American power metal.
0: I almost felt like it had not a... And maybe I maybe I'm like totally wrong, but I felt there was almost like an orient metal sort of like element to it yeah. at times. Yeah, I think like, the
2: orchestration was quite eastern. Yeah, it was mm, kind of um mm.
0: it was like fucking up my um like fantasy lexicon. I was like, I don't know what, whether I'm oh, imagining the like yeah, white mate. white snows of Finland or if I'm in like the cherry blossoms in Japan or something. I was like, where um, am I?
1: <laughs> I kind of agree actually, to be honest. Like tonally. I would have liked it if this album was a bit more straightforward in the sense. Like, yeah, but
0: is that is that just a failing of our inability to imagine because I kind of feel like it's something new and interesting and we're always sitting here being definitely. like be new and interesting and then yeah. they do it and we're like no not no I can't imagine this
1: I, th- I think that's the thing is it sounds to me it sounds so finished it sounds very European to me oh it definitely um, I think
0: it's more But European, the kind of
1: yeah, yeah. I, I was thrown off a little bit by the um by the sort of Asian instruments and stuff like purely I don't know if I particularly like that sound you know like obviously no reflection on there the no of course not no yeah but like um I I'm I'm not totally vibe with that. Uh, I I kind of would have liked a bit more of a typical kind of black metal or battle metal kind of theme to it. that's. I mean, that's really nitpicking because this, this is what it is. And like, actually, once I kind of like tapped into some of the lyrics where he's talking about flying on... Wins and shit like that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is this is really. Cool, and when your criticism, yeah.
0: when your criticism is just, could you have been ex-Dio? It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just something different. Yeah, I
2: don't mean, know. It's difficult, isn't it? Because because we always want to new things, but at the same time, things sometimes are sometimes a cliche for a reason, aren't they? So it's always a bit dangerous yeah. when they step out. Oh yeah. So for me, this album, right, when time fades away and suns of winter and stars, but between them, are nearly half length of the whole album. Those two mm. songs. Yeah. yeah, and I think suns of winter and stars. Is really the headliner? It's the star of the show. I think. I think oh, yeah. you could almost on it. That you for could me almost just released that. Yeah, yeah, just like a <laughs> mega, mega, mega song like that. So yeah. uh, I wonder if we could deep dive into that a little bit. What did you guys think of that track? I really like the way that I don't know when the
1: chorus first comes in. Mm. But by the time we got to minute thirteen, I knew it back to back, and it like really seeped into my brain and kind of built up. It kind of rises to this crescendo. But what's interesting is that like when Time Fades Away it has this kind of orchestra thing. Yeah. And then it kind of breaks into Sons of Winter and Stars. Keeps all the orchestral stuff. It manages to bring in the metal, keeps it flowing, keeps it moving.
0: I was which is really, great because yeah. I
1: feel like the thing that would have been a deal breaker for me of this album is like the fact that it has so much flow and kind of like ride and like mm. rhythm to it keeps it going. And it kind of it crescendos and crescendos and crescendos over and over again. And like that's it's what I like about Nightwish. It's what yeah. symphonic metal does really well.
0: Yeah, that's always so annoying when they build up like the orchestral intro and then it just cuts out to like a, a single electric guitar. Like, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I hate that as well. I, yeah. it, it, it's the thing. Like that's why I love symphonic metal. That's why I love bands like Nightwish and Delay yeah. and Napalm and so on. It's because of the big. The combo of the the guitars and the drums and then the big orchestra. Um, orchestral, oh, yeah. the three instruments, right? The guitars, the vocals, and the orchestral battle sounds. So you know hey, what about animal sounds. For me, <laughs> it's like a, a, an owl hooting in the background. In the yeah, it would be it? a fucking owl for the sound. Yeah, it? yeah, or, or a fox or something. I, I just for me, I know exactly what you mean because I love crescendos in music. I think I think when you have the song build up like a good crescendo and then kind of like hits that, like that is. Exactly mm, why I love mm. music. When it finally hits that final peak, it's just oh. so strong and so. Peak is the word as well. You feel like you're on a mountaintop
1: by then, don't you? Yeah, like mm. I, I'm
2: like I'm a son of winter and stars. <laughs> <laughs> I like that as
1: well because it's like um, it's what you might call like the language of religion or patriotism or something mm. but like i feel like the reason that those ideas are so appealing is like that sort of that feeling of belonging to something that is so powerful and it uses a lot of that language where you're like i am a center of winter especially especially because
2: <laughs> it's it's the choir vocals isn't it they've got like it's like mm. there's like it's not just um uh the, the one guy it's it's like five or six or seven vocals all on top of each other so it sounds like you know a right, whole yeah. like battalion of people like kind of singing in unison yeah it really...
1: and it, it goes really nicely between like black metal and kind of clean singing to like something much more sort of elevated you know yeah yeah the vocals are like Really, really strong point in it.
0: Absolutely. I do still feel like they could have made it four tracks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately if they just released, on time frames away, Sons of Winter and Stars, four tracks, and that was it. Yeah. And, I would have uh, been and, quite happy.
0: And I'll be honest as well, cut Sons of Winter and Stars down to like eight minutes. Like, it, No. I'm, I'm sorry. It didn't no. need to be 40 minutes long. There, there, no, like, there was like a circus transition in the middle, I swear to God. Like, <laughs> what? And like, there was a bit, I think it's like, it's literally eight minutes into this song. It's an in, interlude. An intermezzo. Yeah, there's like a yeah, there's an intermezzo <laughs> in it the did, middle. It
1: did remind me of um, Dream Theater more than once, actually. To be honest, well, I also have Dream like Theater, so pausing and they're like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. right, those are the bits where I was like, I could do without this. And and the okay, so this is a it's a very weird criticism to have. But I think it makes it difficult to put on like in the car yes, or no, at right. a party. Oh yeah, no, no, you know, completely which sure. it has you know, a not all music, enjoyment, yeah, yeah, and not all music needs to be made like that. But like. Yeah. I loved the the last couple of minutes of the song and like the first, honestly, like six minutes of it or whatever. And I was just like, well, I can't like easily chuck this on a playlist because I, I, you'll be driving and it will come on. You're like, well, I'm doing this for 15 minutes, <laughs> like, which yeah. is like, I, you know, I get it. It just, um, yeah, it makes it more difficult to just slap it on. well <laughs> it, It's
1: interesting because like, I, I sort of think that, so I like symphonic metal and I like battle metal and I like black metal, like all the elements, but this is still slightly outside of my ballpark for regular yeah, listening. That's fair. So, in a way, I sort of am happy to kind of just take it as it is and just be like, well, it's it's the kind of thing that is 14 minutes. That's no, the nature no, see, of the see, project. They, you know?
0: They, they've proven that this isn't true with their album Winter Sun because <laughs> they have <laughs> tracks that are like three and a half minutes long, which, I mean... Don't get me wrong. You do need the build up. Like that fourteen minutes does build such a great crescendo that, like, yeah, okay, they can't do that in a three and a half minute song. But I feel like I get most of it out of like the four minute tracks. You know, yeah, <laughs> I, I sure. think it's. Which okay. I'm sitting here as a Tool fan and I listen to like a twelve minute Tool <laughs> fucking where they just go through the same riff for like eight minutes and slightly increased the reverb and I love it. So yeah, well, I'm a hypocrite. Okay, <laughs>
2: it's all different things, isn't it? Like I don't know, I've got the brainworm where it's like MIDI violins, guitars, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Would it be a daft question then to ask what
1: anyone's favourite songs were or is yeah, this a print card? We would say all it all together. Yeah, like <laughs> obviously. After uh, three, two, one, Sons, sons of, of Winter, winter and, and Stars. stars. <laughs> <laughs>
2: should, 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 should we do the chorus, like the
0: big sing along? We, we are the, the sons, sons of Winter <laughs> and Stars. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. No one yeah. bass, like, go listen to it but don't include that <laughs> yeah. in, like... you
2: heard that, you think this sounds shit. Like, yeah. no, it, was, it, was, it that, was... What we
0: just did did sound shit. The song sounds much better.
1: Yeah. You know, and something else that I thought about it, right,
0: made me realise that it's only six months till Christmas. <laughs> Isn't it always? No. Oh, yeah. So our next album next week... <laughs> <laughs> We're changing uh,
1: tracks a little bit, aren't we?
0: Well, yeah. Um, Decoupling from space and time. Um... The title of our next album this week may be indicative of my reaction when these two undoubtedly trash it. Next we're talking about Big Business with their album Here Come the Waterworks. Big Business is a 1988 film starring Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin, which <laughs> follows two pairs of sisters from different walks of life who discover they're connected in more ways than they know. Ben, this isn't the Film Face podcast. Oh, shit. Are we ready to announce that? Oh, you ruined it. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'll just move. No, let me just get my other notes. Okay, so Big Business, the band, <laughs> Oh formed, yeah, 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 nice. were formed in 2006 Perfect. in Seattle, Washington. They're, I suppose... Exactly up my street. They're a stonery, sludge metal group, but I believe they stand above the usual run-of-the-mill stoner metal, of which there is a lot of very similar sounding bands. They have a real focus on drums and bass, which makes sense given that for most of their existence they've been a duo formed of bassist and vocalist Jared Warren and drummer Cody Williams, both formerly members of the Melvins. Another great band. Ah,
1: there you go. Mm. Yeah. This really? is the week of
0: Tom being reminded of other bands then finding out that these guys are in those bands. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so today they've released six studio albums and today we're discussing their second album which was released in 2007, Here Come the Waterworks. So I'll start with Tom. <laughs> what did
1: you think? This was a weird one for me that my first listen through I thought this is pretty generic and I feel like I've heard this kind of thing a million times. Ouch. And I was just a bit like, well, Mm. all right, it's good. And if you like Red Fang and you like the Melvins uh, and you want something else like that, then yeah, pretty much listen (laughs) to this and you'll basically be satisfied. And so, uh, you know, I've listened to it a few times. And to my surprise, it's actually really grown on me to Mm. the point where I'm kind of, I'd say, pretty into it at this point. Oh, no. (laughs) And I feel like it has that quality that I really like in uh, this sort of stuff, which is a kind of crashing sound. The like sort of fatalistic Kind of crash the music that crashes along at like a a slow kind of medium pace. Like everyone in this band has a beard and a belly, you know. <laughs> they are and from like South North, so not a weed and lives in America. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, they they all enter barbie competitions and
0: have have, have their own hot sauce, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> so, Josh. What did you think of it? Am I going to be two for two on bands that you hated? No, <laughs> actually,
2: because I don't know, I listened to these guys and I think I was a bit like Tom. Where at first, I was like, "Well, this sounds like a lot of other people," but mm. there are bits where it gets really cool. You know? Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. the interesting one, was, I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now, but there's the really like drum-heavy,
0: groovy intro. Yeah, so that's that's another Fourth of July ruined. Ah, okay, sorry. Oh no, because. <sighs> It really <laughs> I feel like I've made you struggle with this one? No, it's
2: it's hard. No, I enjoyed it. I liked listening to it. It's just really hard to put it into words because yeah, it's on the one hand, it sounds like a lot of other things, but it doesn't really sound like anything.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. This is, this is um. I listen to the stoner metal playlist on Spotify a lot, and right. a lot of it does like, admittedly blend together like stoner metal is pretty well defined i think and it's sound it's rhythm like even the vocal style is pretty consistent in yeah. a lot of bands yeah. and so then it's
1: deep melodic vocals isn't it yeah and like this yeah. sort of
0: fuzz guitar and you know because yeah. i found big business through that playlist and i find that when one of their tracks comes up it does kind of stand out and i think the mm. it is the heavy focus on the drums which are actually really really good which i think for a lot of stoner metal they're all right but yeah they're very good in this band and mm. the vocal style as well like the real like, drawn back, kind of breathless screaming that he's doing. Yeah, that's like it. Isn't really it? weird and it's kind unique. of
1: delirious and like, yeah, it's like delirious and it's kind of weirdly hopeless, but like, there's something that kind of is like very relaxed mm. and kind of like, I don't really give a shit about anything anymore kind of feeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's as if. it's. I always get the impression that guys in this these sorts of bands have had some kind of shit going on in their life and are now just like, I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I'm think, just going to
2: play. Uh, <laughs> the tracks give that. The track names give that impression too, don't they? You know, like another 4th yeah. of July
0: ruined. Yeah. <laughs> another
2: 4th of July ruined. I just Grounds for was, divorce. Start like, your digging.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, these are all, <laughs> I'll give you something to cry about.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Saying... Def- another beautiful day in the Pacific Northwest. You're like, is that. Is that an ironic statement? Yeah, it's sarcastic,
0: <laughs> yeah. or is it? Yeah, and, and I find, but weirdly, um, those are kind of like the payoff moments in the album. And I think, Tom, you're not <laughs> going to agree with this, I think, because this is a comparison that you make with Motorhead a lot. And it's mm-hmm. a similar comparison, but for different sounds. So I find this album has a lot of, like, revving up in it, and it kind of feels like an engine, like, building yeah. up. like Especially yeah, in, yeah. like, Just As The Day Is Dawning. Just As The Day Was Dawning. The sort of guitars and the drums are really, like, building up, building up, building up. And then you get songs like... Hands Up, where it becomes like this really frantic energy where it's kind of like disorganized. Um, and there's a lyric in Hands Up that I absolutely love, which it's not like a genius lyric or anything, but in his really like breathless scream, he's like... He's not prepared for this. She's not prepared for this. Oh, I'm yeah. not prepared for this. We're
2: not prepared for this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. just like, I just love that moment. It
2: really feels like all the time it kind of almost gets away from itself, but yeah. in a really yeah. kind of skillful mm. way.
1: The looseness in the music is like, it's really artfully done. If yeah. this was just actually played out of time by accident, mm. but instead like that, that wouldn't work. But I think there's, it's just, it's played with such kind of, uh, you know,
2: such a genuine feeling that it does feel like a, a bit of a jam. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like recording a jam session, but. Mm. It's somehow magically turned into like five songs or six songs. You know? yeah. mm. Like it's just it's 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 in a way almost I'd say it's kind of really distilled stoner metal. You know, in the, it sounds like it, it. It kind of takes it takes all the vibes and the elements and the essence of a band like Red Fang or Clutch or something and distills it down to a very stripped back form. You know, mm. it's no, very stripped back, isn't it? There's wonder, no bullshit uh, or gimmick. You know, it's all very mm. just like straight up.
0: I wonder again if that's because they're like primarily a, a bass and drum duo. So I wonder if that's uh, really. But that's the thing. they have guitarists. Oh, really? That's the thing,
2: though, because it, it's it's so like it's so minimalist, but also so big. Yeah yeah they yeah, get a lot out um, of what they put into it don't they yeah it's not exactly a, maxim- a maximalist sound but it has scale to it yeah. somehow exactly
1: yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's
2: it's large but and
1: something that really helps with that i think is the lyrics have this kind of like american folklore sort of feel to it yeah it's i love like, um, yeah. them yeah. like um i heard he
0: i heard oh, he dabbled was? in the witchcraft i heard a cult oh they're yeah. pretty much the same <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. heard he was adopted i raised by my wolves oh it's ridiculous yeah. to say <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: oh, it's so good and it kind of it has this feeling of like folk like actual old school folklore transposed into something that's like much more familiar
0: yeah you know?
2: do you know who it reminds me of a bit actually oh, what was that band was it Wolf Alice we listened to
0: season one no, no um oh yeah more people yeah with yeah. With, the, with the kind of gospel bits right oh yeah, yeah. are you thinking of goat snake Wait, goat, goat snake. snake yes goat, goat, snake. Snake. goat no,
1: snake we got that <laughs> I, I put that in my notes as well and actually it was one criticism one criticism I did have of the album was like I would have liked a thicker guitar tone something really distinct yeah I felt like it was it, it could have just like the, the guitar tone for goat snake is like the first moment yeah. that you hear it you're like Jesus Christ this is like black smoke billowing up oh. from hell <laughs> you know whereas I, like this was like the guitar tone wasn't obvious
0: yeah and it's not all positive for me as well because I do find that some of the tracks kind of blend and like yeah, I yeah. kind of wish oh, that in the same way, they had experimented with their tone a bit more. And it's kind of like they've picked their sound and every song is written with that sound, you know? And it's like you never hear the guitar do an interesting, like, lick or solo or anything. And you just sort of get, you know, they all have the same tone.
1: Well, that's it. It's like there were there were definitely a couple of songs. I think, like, Shields and Start Your Digging didn't really stand out too much. But there was some stuff in there that I thought was really cool.
0: I think these are... We've said this before. And we were like, a band picks a tone. They make an album mm. with it. All the tracks are, like, similar quality, which you know, is pretty good, but you end up just picking one or two that have that one, like on a chorus or lyric or whatever that just gets into your head. Yeah.
1: And there was a bit of like, um, in each song, there was something to enjoy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I think as I've listened to this album more, I started off with just knowing grounds for divorce and loved that song. That was my Mm. favorite. But then listening to it this week, quite like intensely, um, like hands up and, um, another 4th of July ruined started to like become my favorites, you know? Yeah. I
1: So yeah, that's a fair point of what were, some favourite tracks in there?
0: For me, it was, you know, like Ben said, Another Thoughts I
2: Ruined and Just as I was Dawning. I think the second track mm. I mentioned there, it's, it's a really good introduction to the album. Like, it really, like, mm. it, if you just gave someone that song and they said they liked it, you'll know they'll like the rest of it. And vice yeah. yeah. versa, you know? Like, it's kind of sums it up. Mm. Tom? Funnily enough, I kind of, you'd,
1: you'd probably imagine that a song like Hands Up would be my favourite, being much more, like, frantic and heavy. But I actually really liked the ones that were much quieter, Mm. And much more like um low key. Another beautiful day in the Pacific Northwest kind of ended up being my favourite for some reason. Oh.
0: That's an interesting very, um, end to the album, isn't it? Soundscapy,
1: totally like yeah.
0: Soundscape-y,
1: got a bit of like synth in there, got a bit of random stuff. And I feel like I give I'll give you something to cry about. Has that thing where it has that kind of weird like vocal moment, which is almost like Danny Elfman right? like, right? They sort of oh oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then, Um, yeah, obviously, another 4th of July ruined is I really like the military drums. I love drums in general, but like for me, it's like I've been thinking about this a lot recently. For me, it's almost ideal music these days is like basically just drums with other stuff around it (laughs) I feel like those songs really bring the drums to the fore and i actually think that like the thing that defines modern metal is probably drums more so than guitars now i think you're completely right
0: yeah no i think you're right and i um i did want to mention the another beautiful day in the pacific north northwest the outro track because i think it's Mm. it's quite long and it's Quite like a weird.
1: Reminds me a lot of Brian Eno. You ever listened to him? No. He sort of pioneered the kind of weird soundscape music. There was a review of some of his music that said like I think it was like he has created a sound with no rhythm, <laughs> no melody, no speed or whatever. And apparently he read the review and thought, Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. He's got exactly yeah, right. <laughs> I, I consider I thought... that a good review. <laughs> yeah. It, it was
0: quite. It was quite a interesting track to end the album on I think because I think sometimes bands just do like an outro where it's just like you know a couple of picked guitar notes and whatever but this was like a totally different thing but it did kind of fit with the album so I, I just thought it was yeah. interesting like, to actually Definitely. have something like that
1: well, a very good choice, Ben. I'm glad that I was exposed to it. Yeah, and I think absolutely. it's testament to the fact that actually, sometimes the first listen, you really don't get everything.
0: Oh, yeah. no, I've, I think uh, it album wouldn't have
1: stuck with this album. Takes a while. To be honest. But like, i listened to it probably five or six times now, and, and now I'm, I'm quite into it. <laughs>
0: good. Yeah, I think the first yeah. time I listened to a lot of the music this week, I was in a really bad mood. And <laughs> so yeah. there's been a lot of uh, things growing on me this week. Music, yeah. nothing yeah, else. Yeah, for real. So we're
1: moving from the American Midwest to a fantastical realm. Grab your cape and your magic sword. Let's talk about Dio, Holy Diver. <laughs> Dio was an American heavy metal band that likely needs no introduction at all. Named, of course, after the titan go. of the genre, Ronnie James Dio himself. Throughout his career, Dio fronted various bands, including Elf... Rainbow, Black Sabbath themselves, (laughs) and in his later life, Heaven and Hell, singing right up until the end when he died from stomach cancer in 2010. To date, Dio has sold over 67 million albums worldwide and is easily one of the most influential figures in the whole genre. This album, 1982's Holy Diver, might just be one of his most famous works. Definitely has some of my favorite songs ever on it. So, guys, what did you think? Ben,
0: tell me your thoughts. Oh, my thoughts. Um, <laughs> oh, my thoughts. So, Dio isn't um, an artist that I really listen to very much. Um, mm. I feel like everyone has their sort of early metal and rock bands they listen to. You know, like you'll find that guy yeah. who's a fan of like, Black Sabbath or uh, mm. uh, i Maiden. a Iron Maiden. I'll <laughs> date. Um, but um, I was familiar with Dio, obviously. You know, Holy Diver, um, you can't not know that song. Um, and he, yeah, I mean, and yeah. Dio's... <laughs> This is the week of just ruining songs that we've listened to. Um, yeah, Dio's is like obviously. Uh, I'm not the first one to say absolutely deserving of his place in the sort of heavy metal uh, mm. history. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like such an instantly recognisable voice. Um, and like listening to this album, I also listened around to like his uh, Black Sabbath stuff, which I had heard before. But I think he fits best in Dio. Yeah. I think this is I- where the yeah. sound yeah. is the most. Supports his, like, performance. Mm. If I'm with Heaven and Hell, which is, like, the, the Black Sabbath sort of half-and-half uh, half thing, um, yeah. uh, it, the music, like, doesn't have enough, like, totally bombastic energy to support Dio. Like,
1: no, that's right. It's, it's a bit too gloomy, isn't it? I it's feel too like... British. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I wonder. It's true, like, you know, you kind of forget but Dio is American and does have that sort of bombastic positive energy that is typical yeah. of American,
0: Absolutely. Americans. <laughs>
2: I wonder actually because because I, I I don't mean cause I I never really heard of Dio when I was younger either. I wonder if that's because of it's like a, it's like a, a British American thing because a lot of the bands we yeah. talked about Sam of yeah. Maiden stuff they're from the UK. Yeah. Because right, we all and
1: I think we should get onto this sooner rather than later. We all know Iron Maiden, right? Yeah. Yeah. And. This is probably the closest comparison that a British person would make with Dio, right?
0: I'm surprised you like Dio, given the comparison to Iron Maiden.
1: Well, okay, so here's what I think about Iron Maiden.
0: (laughs) A song Uh like
1: Run to the Hills or um, uh, Aces High. I mean, I could go on. What's another one? Run to the Hills, Aces High, Number of the Beast," Fear of the Dark. Uh, the one, I'll take your life and I'll take yours tooth. That one. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love all that stuff. And I've seen Iron Maiden about like three or four times and I've always enjoyed it. But about half of their set, I normally don't enjoy it. I have to say, I'm not that familiar and that keen on most Iron Maiden.
0: There is a lot of Iron Maiden. I will just say, Tom, that I feel the exact same way and I consider myself a fan. So you might be an Iron Maiden fan. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I certainly don't. I certainly don't hate them. But I feel I've always felt <laughs> like Bruce, and Sickinson's. that's my official line <laughs> i'm sticking to it <laughs> i've always felt like bruce Dickinson's voice had lacked a certain raspiness and a certain energy yeah uh, at points it almost becomes monotonal but enough about that the point that, that i'm making the comparison is i feel like dio is quite a similar band to iron made in a lot of ways it's like it's sort of it's a it's a simplistic heavy metal band with an operatic singer And there's a lot of guitar solos and stuff. It's a similar, very, very similar genre. Kind of British heavy metal. Whatever the fuck Dio is doing, right? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like by comparison, Dio has a voice I really, really like. It's got so much like vocal Mm. control. He can go from really low to really high. There's a real kind of rasp to it, and it's like if Bruce Dickinson's voice is a circle, then Dio's is like a sort of you know a hexagon. Or a pentagram, you know, it has edges (laughs) to it, and it it has real texture to it. I know you mean.
2: That's why I prefer deer. It's why I (laughs) made. Yeah, because you're
0: not a fan of circles. Okay, I understand now. (laughs) It all makes sense.
2: (laughs) I know you mean actually, because like, there's. I think also it feels like it's a slight. Even the guitar tone and the drums feels a bit dirtier. Oh yeah, something like Maiden.
0: Maiden's almost power metal. I feel you know. Oh yeah, no, Maiden, Ma- Maiden would, would... is so like orchestrated and so yeah. music nerd music. Mm. You can
2: have Maiden and Hammerfall in the same yeah. lineup and it'd be fine, but Hammerfall and Dio wouldn't work at mm. all. Yeah, it's it's a weird. It's interesting because because Dio has kind of me, a rock and roll sort of edge to it. Absolutely. Yeah, Dio yeah. almost reminds me more of a band like Motorhead in a way. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Because yeah. like it it is rock and roll. It really sounds like kind of a cla- It's it's the thing that struck me. I hadn't listened to album before. It doesn't tell you die for the, the title track, but this really strikes me as classic rock on steroids, as much mm-hmm. as it does like anything else. Like it yeah. really, That's fair, yeah. But in in like a in like a really unique way, like it's it's um you can really trace it back in a way that you can't necessarily with other genres,
0: which I think is cool. Yeah, I found this I found this hard to place actually. Like I I, yeah. I, I don't know why it feels like out of time in its, yeah. in its way.
1: Because always had that quality though. Well, so an album like Rising by Rainbow was recorded in 1976. This is Dio as well. Wow. Recorded in 1976, but man, it sounds so fucking fresh and like the drums are absolutely hitting and they like sound like Stargazer is full of all these like synth elements and stuff, you know? And it's like Dio does have that quality. There's something slightly timeless about what he's doing. Yeah. And I think part of it comes back to the fact that it's not actually very complicated music at all. A bit like Nirvana, you know, like anyone can pretty much learn yeah. the riffs. Yeah but the riffs are just so well written that you can't help but like it. And the same is definitely true of the vocals. You know, that they're, they're like, what's it called? <laughs> the tune of the vocals? The melody, <laughs> Tim the melody of the Tomber. vocals is so well constructed <laughs> that it's just like, it feels so timeless. Yeah. You know?
0: How did we get a music podcast? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like, yeah, we have a music podcast and I'm like, is it called a tune?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's really so my my, um, my girlfriend's a music teacher and has a degree in music, and I sometimes Won't say listen to, to our her. podcast. No, she really likes podcasts actually, but sometimes she'll be she'll be like, "Oh, that thing you said was funny," and I'll be like, "Why?" And she will go, oh, "Well, this 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 is all wrong," and I'm like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> good, good.
0: Keep keeping us humble.
2: <laughs> no, it's, it's no, I made it sound worse than it is. Um. Anyway, Dio... No, I'm, I'm
0: sure I'm sure it is all wrong. No, let's carry on.
2: Dio, Yeah. Honestly, oh, no, it's. Interesting to compare to Big Business earlier because I feel like there's a bit of a, a connection between these two bands, you know, in, in in a way, like they both kind of share uh, an origin, or at least Big Business drew from Dio a little bit, or from the the strand of metal created by Dio. But do you think a little bit? If you really break it down, they're doing quite similar things. Yeah, because <laughs> they both guitar, drums
1: singing i realize that's quite simplistic but but that's it there's no other bullshit all the on. elements the same elements are all still there and you know i i feel like you can't have a band like big business without people like dio influencing the scene that much right
2: but yeah but if you, if you compare these two bands you have got dio i'm not uh, sure no, but, where we're but, going with this no, wait, can, so, okay <laughs> okay compare dio Come on, josh let's do this let's work this out compare dio and winter sun There's almost nothing shared, right? I kind of disagree, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure about that.
0: (laughs) I think Winter Sun and Dio might be closer than Dio and Big Ben. I feel
1: like Winter Sun is what happens when... Conceptually, maybe, not musically. You take a Dio fan and give them access to a shitload of recording equipment and an orchestra... And you know, and a, sort of 40 and years <laughs> yeah, and 40 years like... of fantasy literature. But like a track <laughs> yeah. like Gypsy, you know. get an explosion
2: yeah. like Winter Sun. A track like Gypsy or Caught in the Middle has, I think, much more in common with like you know, um, like rock and roll than it does symphonic metal.
1: Honestly, like a song like Caught in the Middle reminded me at points of like pop punk. <laughs> I can see that, yeah, it's quite jaunty, yeah,
2: quite bouncy. So,
0: Dio is just the, the father of all music, basically. <laughs> what we're to, he's just, it all came from Dio.
2: And on the seventh day, God created Dio. <laughs> the thing that I really like about Dio
0: is... His
2: hair. Is...
1: <laughs> I like it's how so he's dreamy. always been old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the thing that I really like about Dio is like the atmosphere of his music. There's something about it that feels so easy to connect to. Yeah. yeah. A song like Rainbow in the Dark when he's talking about like, when there's lightning, it always brings me down because it's free and I see that it's me that's lost and never found. I mm. cry out for magic. I feel it dancing in the light. It's like, you can relate to that really easily, it kind of goes yeah. to those like harder days of your life. And especially like Holy Diver, just that line it, like, gotta get away. And it's like, everyone feels like that from time to time. And there's something so... There's something that feels really genuine about his approach, where he's like, he is doing the bombastic kind of rock and roll star kind of thing. But... There's something very relatable of, like, it still feels like it's written by somebody who does sometimes want to just sort of get away and, like, escape into a world of yeah. a bit more kind of freedom and excitement, you know? Yeah,
0: and then I think that's what this album is, is, like, freedom mm. and excitement, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, like, so positive, bombastic, high energy, having a good time, just fucking partying, like...
1: Whereas like Necrophil feels like someone relentlessly digging their grave in a rain, like a, in the rain. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have that sense. You might be of freedom selling necrophil short there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Necrophil's a bit more than that, to be honest. <laughs> and on is digging your rain in the grave, Necrophill.
1: because Necrophill is like cruising for. Um... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the thing with Dia that I find interesting is that, despite the lyrics being so almost fantastical, it is like you say, Tom. It's quite. It's very. I don't want to say down to earth, but you can really connect with it. You it's know?
1: weirdly grounded, isn't it? Yeah. like it's, so.
2: It's, you know, to draw the same comparison I did five minutes ago, to compare to Winter Sun, right? You know, Suns of Winter and Stars, that's a great song. It's really its really fun to connect I with. I was but... just singing that as you were saying that
1: but in what? my head. Oh, right. I was singing Suns of Winter and Stars in my head <laughs> while you were saying that. I like get matched up like the Suns
2: of, <laughs> so the of Winter and Stars. the thing about Suns of Winter and Stars, right? Is that you can get into it easily, but it's 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 not like a very relatable feeling, you know, being part of mm. like the the Sky Ghost Army, whatever the fuck it's about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like you say, gotta get away, you know, that's yeah. But, but they're both, as you said before, lyrically they've got a connection. I think musically they haven't so much. Lyrically they mm. definitely do. Mm. But it's it's interesting because Dio kind of remains with one foot on the ground, and I think that really makes it easy to get into.
1: One of my favorite lyrics from Dio is not actually on this album. It's from. The last in line. And the first line of the song it like really captures that thing of being grounded and fantastical. It mm. says, um, we're after the witch. We may never, never, never come home. But the magic that we feel will be worth a lifetime. Yeah. It's like, that's really fucking cool. That's about like taking risks and like chances in life. Yeah. And, like,
0: you know. Sounds like it's about our road trip to bloodstock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we may never <laughs> come home, never but home. the magic that we'll feel will be worth a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, That's it, isn't it? I, uh, I think people are always surprised about how much
0: I like Dio. It's I think I've cause... known you long enough that it is part of your personality now but as i mm. sort of look at it under a microscope i don't really understand it <laughs> it's,
2: it's quite it's quite just square liking
0: necrophilth like Dio. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah i think probably it's partly the rock and roll aspect which yeah. i always really like rock and mm-hmm. roll elements and metal also the fantastical stuff i i really like as well yeah and i think um it is very simplistic but if you put this album on and you turn it up really loud like man those guitars sound fucking brilliant you know, it's good really it really hasn't aged at all, has it? It's Yeah, it's it's still really tight. Yeah. It's interesting,
2: a lot of older music I find sounds kind of crappy now for one reason or another, but this sounds really timeless. I think we were talking about earlier the melodies sound timeless, the vocals sound mm. timeless, but yeah. also the writing is just timeless and the recording.
0: Yeah,
1: I think that's it. I think it does come down to the quality of the writing. And I actually was thinking when I Pick this album. I was thinking Josh's attitude, typically with this sort of stuff, is <laughs> I'm not gonna like it because it's sort of part of that old shit, new wave of British heavy metal bullshit <laughs> era that's just full I of mean, like I, really, I, 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 really I mean... basic fucking dry songs by dad metal bands <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. Josh thinks.
2: Yeah,
0: that's
2: what I thought. Oh,
0: you're, you're going with that?
2: He's fucking going with new it. wave of British heavy metal Dio. <laughs> I assumed that that was going to be your
1: expectation coming into the album. So uh, what, what what did you think it was going to be, Josh?
2: I, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was going to be... I thought... I, I mean, you're basically, you basically got me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, got like me. I always feel like... See, honestly, I think, in a way, Holy Diver was one of my least favorite songs on the track... On, on the album, sorry. Oh, in really? the sense of, like, I'd heard it before and I always felt it was a little bit slow. Like, it picks up, but it's, it's a little bit less, like, exciting. Like I don't, mm-hmm. Like, Gypsy i fucking loved you know that was such a, like a kind of bouncy bombastic track and i just didn't expect that at all because oftentimes like you say you know i, I admit it, i fully it's, it's a cognitive bias i have right I kind of imagine a lot of older heavy metal is just like kind of not interesting. I think. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of old heavy metal, in my mind at least, has boring drums and like not that exciting guitars. Whereas, I mean, I think I'm basically full of shit, but also <laughs> this album in particular was really fast and exciting. Yeah. And I think also because it leans quite heavily into like the classic rock vibe, has that kind of nostalgic feel. Even if you don't yeah. like heavy metal or Dio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It yeah, does yeah. feel nostalgic. Definitely. It reminded me of when I when I when I go to karaoke and I sing something like um Living on a Prayer or something in a way, you know. It's like that big <laughs> yeah, sound yeah, yeah. Yeah. like just exuberant party kind of rock music but rather than at the core being like a silly power ballad, it's got like a hard metallic edge to it Mm. yeah that's it isn't it it's still very much metal and i mean like something
1: i really like about deer is the fact that like he always called it metal and he was always like stuck to his guns on that he was never like oh it's actually rock and roll or it's actually like you know this thing or that thing or whatever he was like no this is this is metal and there's a really interesting point in the metal headbangers journey documentary where they're talking about glam metal and how it was sort of supposed that like you weren't really a legitimate metal band unless you could slow down and write a ballad and he just says a bit point where he just goes well hang on a minute writing a ballad unplugging (laughs) acoustic guitars (laughs) <laughs> what's metal about that yeah even who nothing. loves ballads <laughs> for metal
2: bands i mean i totally accept that <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> so did you guys
2: have any favorite songs i think i mentioned before gypsy for me was yeah gypsy's was great one, one, yeah. coming into there. the
0: album i was worried that um i mean it's got rainbow in the dark and holy diver on it and i was like there's no way that the rest of the album's gonna be any good yeah. these are gonna be the best two tracks that have just stuck out and it's good enough to listen to mm. based on those two yeah. so discounting those two because they are Definitely the best tracks yeah. um, I, don't, I don't care. I, I would say, um, yeah. I stand up and shout at the first track on the album. It starts off so fast. I thought I was listening to it on like 1.5 speed or something. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's it was so, so much fast faster than I thought it, though, it though. That, really. and it's, um, <laughs> it's fucking great. Like from the first note to the end, it's just great like it's a great
1: album I really like because uh, I'd never listened to the full album before Deer is very much a band where I like a ton of stuff yeah. across all the bands across all the songs and things and I actually haven't got around to kind of listening album by album yet although I'm sure it will happen what we're point. here for yeah exactly yeah so yeah. I was kind of concerned like oh maybe there's just going to be hit songs and then some really draggy kind of other stuff you know but, yeah, I was. I, I gotta say, I like every song on the album, but there's no contest really. Holy Dive is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's great. Good. It's a fair, fair enough. great song. <laughs> and it's better than the Kill Switch Engage version. Oh, we've,
0: we've... Transition! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that was Winter Sun with their album Time One, Big Business with Here Come the Ooh. Waterworks, and Dio with Holy Diver. Holy Diver! Well, no, this was a good week. I feel like... Don't do okay. Okay. It was a good week it until now. Um... No it's <laughs> becoming
1: me. Oh, Look God. out! <laughs> <laughs> Reach for the morning! Holy Diver!
2: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: good grief Yeah that was a good week I really enjoyed All of those yeah. <laughs> I feel like They yeah, all was fun. were Albums that grew on me And I actually Really I really like that I'm always trying to Encourage people To just You know give metal a go listen to it relentlessly and eventually you'll become stupid enough to like it
0: yep absolutely that's the way so
1: speaking of metal what are we doing next week guys oh we're not
0: talking about any metal Um... (laughs) wait wait, what what it's It's one of those again we're doing this again
1: yeah no for fuck's sake what genres are you guys bringing to the table what are we talking
0: about well I'll go first I'm uh, I'm bringing some psychedelic rock because as it turns out I like heavy metal and I like things that are adjacent to heavy metal and I'm really quite basic mm. in that way. So I'm bringing one of my absolute favourite bands of all time. Probably, honestly, like top three. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. Jess and the Ancient Ones with their brand new album, Vertigo. Oh.
1: Ah. Okay, so metal metal adjacent as per... Yeah. What about you, Josh? Are you going metal adjacent as well?
2: Um... Oh. Maybe. I'm going for some dark folk, neo-folk instrumental stuff. Okay, so stuff. folk metal without the metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just folk as called normally. Um... Yeah, I'm very excited. So I'm, I'm going for Oversang by Oversang. It's It's a very atmospheric
0: album. And no, I think you guys will like turn it. Um, Quickly, correct me if I'm wrong, but this album's not on Spotify, right? I don't know. I found it on YouTube. I have no idea from Spotify. Yeah, that's, that's where right. I've been listening to it. So if anyone does want to listen to it ahead of the oh. episode, it's on YouTube. Wow, it's I've obscure. obscure oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah.
1: Speaking of metal adjacent, I'm going very metal adjacent with Action Bronson's Mr. Wonderful, a rap slash hip hop. Yeah,
0: so not metal adjacent. That's not metal adjacent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's be clear. I like a few songs from it, but I've never given it the proper full listening experience but i am excited about it because i've dipped in and out and uh it's something that's very different to my normal taste but i do really dig it as well okay so and I and i think this is probably that's interesting throwing this out there the most different thing that we will have covered so far probably even further from our normal taste on forensic machine i think
0: you're right that's yeah. interesting so
1: I'm, I'm really looking forward to that
0: mm. okay well
1: it cool. should be an interesting week then and where can people uh, listen to us
2: josh can you listen on spotify iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube.
0: Brilliant. And where can they follow us? They can follow us on Facebook. They can find us on I always say Twitter, but like, you know. We just started using Twitter oh, this episode,
1: we? so we probably should. Yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> okay, so we
0: are on Twitter. Tweet. <laughs> <As tweet. laughs> We're also on Instagram, Instagram. And we
2: have a website which is metalface.show yeah. Metal and sex. there's
0: going to be some <laughs> there's going be nope. some hilarious bios written for us by Josh Very nice <laughs> very nice uh, you sound well, so I, I liked one. my bio but it might be a little bit too real <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! I'm looking at the uh, season planner coming up, and we've got some good stuff. But I'm particularly excited for next week. Non-metal episodes yeah, are always oh, good fun. Much fucking easier, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder sometimes. Maybe we're we'll listening to the wrong genre. If we all find them non-metal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't have, have to pleasant. convince myself. <laughs> well, that it's I like just it. Like... <laughs>
1: I just feel like Florence the Machine is just a little closer to the surface in terms of what how much you can analyse than Carrick Angren.
2: <laughs> yeah, but... It didn't take five times to listen to it before I liked it.
1: I didn't like this the first 78 times I listened to it, but in the end I thought there were a couple Enjoyment of good Enjoyment
0: shouldn't be so easily gained.
1: <laughs> it's not the metal way. <laughs> you have to work for it. <laughs> Alright, well, I will see you guys yeah, next, week. next week. Take it easy. Keep it yeah, breezy right. this week. Don't be sleazy.
2: Down, dun, dun, down, 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 down. Hopefully, they die. Hopefully, they've been
1: down too long in the midnight da, da, sea. Da,
2: da. <laughs> I think we're a few bars out of time, with each other. there,
1: So, I'll, I'll sync it up in the, uh, in the, in the edit.
0: We'll sort it, it out. How like about the guy from Electric Six then? Who, me? No, Tom, when he was oh. like.
1: Holy I diver. Used to dress in black every night. <laughs>
0: yeah. I am the dance commander.
1: I want to take it to a gay bar. <laughs> gay bar. That's actually if I can do a karaoke song, that's really a karaoke song I can do. <laughs>
2: I I want song at a karaoke. Let's I song, start a war. I song, a um, war Self-esteem. At the gay bar. <laughs> gay,
0: bar. Ah, gay bar. And
2: gay bar.
0: Sorry, Josh. Sorry. <laughs> I got something to put. <laughs> I want um, to spend all your money.
1: I want the- to spend all your money at the gay bar, gay bar. <laughs> 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 That's such a great song. Fuck it
0: out. Sorry, to-
1: you can do your story now, Josh, I promise.